What's good, everybody? It's your boy Flav Beats. We are back in live on the playroom, in the playroom, for the playroom. We are about the playroom. And today in the playroom, we got somebody coming all the way from Australia. Like, we got somebody coming all the way from Australia, guys. So I'm definitely excited to tell you more about him. He is big on branding. Like, I don't know how to tell you, but we're going to talk about it and he's going to tell us more about this. So introducing the one and only Ahmad and he's coming through his iPhone too. (laughs) Here we go. What's good, bro? What's good? What's good? Hey, gang, gang. gang, gang. <laughs> How you been, bro? Yeah, brother, I've been good. Um, you know, when I when I messaged you, I was actually in bed, and I was like, "Is it, is it really good captain Like, you know." Wait, say that one more time. No, because for me, it's. 1 a.m. right. Sorry, I think I'm losing you. Okay, say that again. Okay, okay, it's perfect now. Say that again. Yeah, Yeah, the connection's good? Yeah, it's perfect now. Alright, for sure. I'm just going to disconnect from my... Okay. We're chilling? Yeah, we're chilling now. Welcome to the playroom. Chilling, alright, so... Sorry? Welcome to the playroom. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, bro. You're welcome. You were saying something about the time. Um, it got cut off a little bit. Okay, yeah. So basically, it's like um, 1 a.m. for me right now. What? And yeah, I was going to... I didn't know if it was going to be happening in 24 hours or like right now. This this was when I first contacted you like uh, thirty minutes ago, twenty minutes ago. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Cool. One a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I'm, so I'm based in Melbourne, and um, yeah, the time zones are really weird. And basically, whenever I try to make content, when I try to upload content, so like the world is awake at this time, like eleven o'clock. So I have to stay up until like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. to basically, you know, collaborate and um, engage with other people. So, for example, like like with you and like people from different, um, you know, nationalities from around the world. Wow. Yeah, man. What's the time in your place? It's 11 a.m. Oh, okay. You're chilling, chilling. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But, you know, I'm always up between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. That's just my routine because I was just telling people on my post. And it's funny because the way you do your Instagram posts are so beautiful. Like they're so symmetrical. And the first time I saw something like that was from um, BR Football, Bleachers Report. And I was like, these guys are doing an amazing, you know, like like you look at somebody's Instagram and all you want to do is keep swiping because there's something else to unveil. And that's what you do. 
because you give people that element of surprise. So I did that too with my with a post today. It was a quote. And because I'm dropping new music very soon, I don't know if you know, but I'm an artist and I'm okay. very, very much into music. Speaking of music, I just submitted my latest track on the music catalog called Submarine to the NBA. I just submitted it. It's exactly. It's called Submarine. It's a very dope track. Honestly speaking, if you listen to it on your Apple Music, on your iTunes, on your Spotify, wherever you are, Tidal, you can definitely plug in and listen. And it's all about connecting with people. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I, I, I don't know what music people listen to out in Melbourne, but you could give me some insight. Yeah. Uh, so the music culture is actually, um, it's actually booming right now. And we're getting into like that trap phase. Um, I, I think it was mainly, we're like, we're really different to how America's operating currently. Because I think we're kind of like left behind in some sense with the music industry. Um, you, you know that phase of like uh, Tupac and like Biggie, yeah? Yeah. Um, I, I think we're currently like in that. So it's like one side of the town versus the other side of the town. Oh. Yo, that's crazy. I'm not I'm not into that a lot. Okay. Um, I'm just mainly into like creating content and like that entrepreneur phase in which, um, you know, I'm basically working towards improving myself. But I see this culture and I'm kind of like on the sideline and I see the music and I'm like, that shit's dope. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's fire but at the same time yeah it's like they're, they're trying to create like a community something that I'm trying to create on social media so I can't I can't judge them and be like you know what you guys are doing is wrong you know mm. um, the only thing I can say is like good on you like you know at the end of the day if you can keep it if you can maintain it if you can, if you can sustain it um, you know good on you for trying at the same time yeah only the sky's the limit brother Exactly, for real. Look at us. <laughs> you know, we're out here right now in the mid like literally you're 14 hours ahead. That's crazy. And and the funniest part about this is that first of all you're the first person I'm interviewing or talking to on this play we don't play podcast station from Australia. And the craziest part is that I was supposed to be there sometime this year. Because mm-hmm. I got accepted to about three different schools. One was in Melbourne. The other one was, I think, in Queens. I think another one, Queensland. And another one, I think, was in... Um, oh, wow. Damn, I can't even remember. But there were three, though. Mm-hmm. And... Um, oh, yeah, Gold Coast. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let me see what I can do. I want to get there. So my friend, Fumi, I called him one day and I was like, bro, I'm in Atlanta. And I just got here. I moved from Houston. I, I don't know what's in it for me, but I look. I, it's looking like it's promising, but I just don't know yet. I want to move to Australia because I have this offer. He was like, don't go anywhere. And I was like, I want to go because Australia is on my bucket list, you know. But at the same time, I was like, okay, is this going to impact my music positively, negatively? Do I have to step back now? Do I have to fight forward? Like, what do I have to do? So I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to stay. And then a year later... I was able to register my business. Now I'm fully branded and I got a fashion line. You know, we don't play collections and it's growing because of that intent. Because like you're saying, social media, the culture, they change. You know, you can't judge somebody based on what they do. 
nobody can judge you for how you post. You know, somebody's probably seeing like, oh, that's how I saw your post because I'm like, damn, this is different. You have that color strong, and that is what branding is about. You know, you're not choosing another shade of orange to give people a di- no. You're using the same template, different content, but putting it in context to what you're trying to, uh, you know, tell people. So. I know you said on your Instagram that you you teach people how to <laughs> smash on Instagram. How do you actually do that? Like, how do you actually get that? What is the goal? What is what is your your routine? My routine. Um, so it's basically the way that I try to grow my um, Instagram page is through creating content consistently. I try to post every single day, but that's that's something anyone anyone can do. And like you mentioned, it's about being unique, being authentic, and being able to um, stand out in a crowded marketplace. So, so I mean, that's that's the first uh, step, you know, to growing, is to being able to stand out, but at the same time be consistent with that, um, you know, standing out and being able to grow. The second phase of my growth uh, really comes from like you know building community. I'm on I'm on Instagram like for four hours every single day. You know, just chatting with people, um, liking their posts, commenting, and you know just just general things of what a human would do uh, when it comes to like you know real life interactions mm. so basically in order for you to gain more friends you need to go out there you need to um, create those connections in a way to expose yourself um, so yeah for me the real growth comes through you know creating really good content high quality content and at the same time making those connections and then that's what has led me to like you know grow I'm not the only one who who you know basically um, makes this type of content at the end of the day, like when you when you complimented uh, my work, I feel like my work is shit. What compared to like, comp- yeah, compared to like other people's, um, compared to like you know the the marketplace that I'm currently in, because it's super competitive. Like mm. just like the music industry is super competitive. It's it's the same the same way, and you have to be able to um, you know be consistent. So for example, like you're from Atlanta, yeah, Ross. I'm I'm Nigerian by by birth. I'm a national Nigerian, but I, I grew up in Kenya, but I've been in Atlanta for a while now. But in for, in terms of creating that culture, that understanding, that lingo, and, you know, being in the market, you know, doing the right thing for the right people is what I'm all about now. So, yeah, it's like global. That's true, <laughs> That's true man. Oh, well, like, in all, I see a lot of Nigerians, they're really, like, uh, motivated, like, they're really motivated. And a lot, a lot of them want to, like, you know, really get somewhere in life. For example, um, I, I do have a friend uh, close to me. He's from Nigeria as well. And um, he plays the guitar. He's crazy. Mm. And at the same time, he does so well in, like, school, university. Um, you know, he's excelling at multiple things, man. You guys have, like, this drive within you. Is it, like, a cultural thing? It is. I feel like it is because this is something that has been treated for a long time. Like, I play the drums. I've been playing drums since I was six. Yeah. Self-taught. You know, I just picked up the sticks and started running. 12 years old, my dad took me to my first studio, recorded music. Now it's out on Apple Music. And it's all over the stores. But it's not that I didn't want to do the music. At some point, I even gave up because the studio I was at got robbed. You know, someone broke in, took all the stuff and left. This was back in 2009. But fast forward to 2020, I got... A podcast i got you know verified on youtube i got you know some decent amount of followers that i can be able to reach out to and say okay guys you know you're following me so probably you would like to listen to this and this so 
now I've learned that feedback is the best response. And it's helped me with branding because I've been able to build a good number of websites over five this past month for different clients, different societies. So my brain is always working. You know, I can't be on Instagram every day, like you said, but I can schedule to be on Instagram every day. You know, that's why we have technology, you know. So with you now, how do you connect with those people that you're giving content to and converting that into a monetization platform for yourself and a career? Do, do, do you have a niche? Do I have a niche? So, for example, I, I didn't really get the chance to look at your page. Okay. My my niche is specifically on the creative, musical-inclined entrepreneurs. Because at the same time, everybody's doing something, but I'm so musically inclined that if I'm talking to somebody or branding, there's something that we got to connect on. Whether it's Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, TikTok, maybe a business deal, a logo, maybe, you know, you need a website from us or maybe you need some SEO treatment, anything to do with entertainment and it's creative and it has a contextual um, balance to it, then you'll find me there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, just like particularly with like Instagram there. Um, that is your niche, like the music industry and like a particular type of uh, genre or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you need to find those similar accounts that make similar content to you. <clears throat> Put comment on their comment on their posts, like give them a compliment or something like that. Just let them know that you exist. And at the same time, um, what I do is I, I get in contact with those type of people in, in my niche. I comment on the things, but at the same time, I go through their likes. Mm. So whoever's liking their stuff, I'm going to go to that person's account and I'm going to like their post. So then they know that I fucking exist. <laughs> there's no way. Yeah. There's no way that that person is going to find me randomly, like using hashtags or like, you know, just randomly come across my account. So you need to like force it. You need to force it and be there. Speaking of finding somebody on my podcast that I featured and he also featured me, shout out to Tanaka. He's in Canada. And he found me through the hashtag entrepreneurship. I don't know what post it was, but he saw my story. <laughs> I saw his profile. I was like, TEDx. Okay. So I hit him up and we talked and now he got a show and I got a show and we got a cross-platform you know, episode. And that's somebody I've never met, just the same way I've never met you. But because of the fact that we have built this society and I have this notion that we are aspiring global entrepreneurs and i acronymed it as age because we don't age you know we just morph so when i think about instagram branding like for you now before you even got into this stuff like you you're saying that your stuff is trash somebody's thinking you have the best content in the world you see so that perception (laughs) literally takes off your creativity because now what you're creating is for their audience because they're going to get used to it and then you're going to be thinking of something 10 times better so when they come they'll be like oh he's not done creating so you you're already tired of that template (laughs) you know but somebody else is probably seeing you for the first time so how do you how do you not shift your culture or shift your consistency when you think you're not fully in your element I think it mainly for, for me. I'm at a, I'm at I'm at a beginning phase here. 
um, I'm looking at other creators and I'm really scrutinizing my work and basing it off that. I mean, it, it comes across as a negative, as a negative remark to make because I'm looking at their stuff and saying that my work is shit. But mm. at the same time, what what that allows me to do is really be able to say this is my uniqueness. If this is my uniqueness, then I'm gonna like you know establish a basis, and then I'm gonna just you know pump out this type of content. Yeah. Instead of instead of saying oh you know their stuff is good, meaning that my stuff is bad, and I'm just gonna give up. Like mm. that's not my mentality. My mentality is like being able to look at their work and saying like oh th- these are some of the good things that they do. Maybe what if I adopt it? You know. Um, so it's like a for me I see it as like a process of growth instead of. Um, being be seen as something negative in that sense but yeah it, it does eat away from you at the same time because, mm. because like you said like you know just that perception of being able to see your work and see it as like a creative thing instead of seeing it as like fucking shit or you know, something like that you know? right like for me too i see some people unfollow me unfollow me now i have a tracker i use this app called i don't know if you know it it's called analyzer plus and i got mm-hmm. the premium version for the year so it tells me who unfollows me, shows me who is interacting, who's probably seen my stories, my weekly analytics. I also have another app called Command. But all these apps are great when you're looking at your stats, but it's the impact and the content of your character that's going to really show. And I don't know if this happens on your post because you can't really tell unless you have the account, but do people like and comment more than they share and save? What's the ratio? They do. Um, I think it's natural. Like, especially with the type of content that you might be making, like you might get saves, and like shares. Shares are really like um, odd. Like no one wants to share. At the same time, I, I feel like I feel like it's uh, especially with people in the niche. Like um, they don't want to share things because why? They don't want you to expo- get get exposed, gain that extra bit of exposure. Whereas if someone if someone comes across like you know some person like sitting in their in their I don't know bedroom they're not they're not motivated and then they see your thing and then it motivates them or they like a piece of music and you're like and they're like wow like it's crazy this is so good like you know that that's the only time when they like share something mm. but the ratio between like saves saves and like saves comments compared to like shares and um, sh- wait so likes and comments compared to shares and saves. Is like much higher you know whereas you don't get much uh, saves and shares that's like i personally experienced that myself and then going back to like you know the follow unfollow thing it's really common like you know people see that on youtube and that's one of the growth hacks that um is highly like advocated and because it works wait but personally like, say that again i don't do that what do you mean by the growth hacks with unfollowing following just elaborate on that a little bit mm-hmm. so basically one way that you can like you know exponentially grow um, is like follow people follow someone there's like an app for this yeah so you follow someone and then like a week later or like four days later you unfollow them again but this is given that they follow you back like you know but most of the time like these people do follow you back so then when they do follow you back you unfollow them to decrease the number of people that you're following so you can you can seem like you're in a better life if that makes sense okay so you follow someone they follow you back and then you unfollow them or you wait for them to follow you or you don't you wait to see what happens after four days it's, it's really a system so like 
follow like let's say you follow 20 people today yeah mm-hmm. and then you even if you don't get a response or you do get a response just unfollow them back <laughs> but most of the times but what you want to do is uh what? you want you want to so for example like go on a post yeah yeah um, russ is actually based in Atlanta, yeah i think so yeah yeah so you go on buses you, so you go on like russ's recent post mm-hmm. and then you go on the people uh you follow them let's say you follow 20 people and then you unfollow them like the next day or the next two days mm. but you know like half the people or at least like five of them at the 20 will follow you back mm. Mm. the quicker you can do it and the more recent it is the better because it's fresh and these people are online oh so what happens is you you like you maybe make a comment make something tangible leave it there then follow the people that you think you want to follow and then watch them unfollow or watch them follow you and then you automatically unfollow them after a number of days maybe two to four days and then if they follow you back you now follow them back again and now probably start an engagement or you watch them watch you watch whatever happens (laughs) you know okay I didn't think of it like that because somebody unfollowed me. And like I said, I have this app where you can, you know, check that out. But I saw somebody followed me. Then two days later, literally did what we just talked about. Unfollowed me. But I didn't follow back. I made a new post and she still liked the post. So in my head, I was like, did you unfollow me to start searching for me whenever I post something? Or (laughs) did you did I end up on your explore because you unfollowed me? I think it's common, but for me, because I'm into like this growth thing, I can't really pay attention to like unfollows, or I can't really pay attention to like the number of followers. Like I do see it, but in order like you know to be mentally stable, <laughs> like I can't really pay attention to that. Yeah, because it kind of eats away um, at my potential of how good I can make content to be. So basically, like I expect the best out of everyone. Um, if I follow their things, I mean, if I like their things, I expect them to follow me back. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's like this reciprocal, like you know, the law of like you know, um, for, what can I say? Uh, cause and effect. So you know, the, the, the causes that you're liking their stuff, they see that, and then the effect is they have to do something in return. Mm. When that's a comment or a swallow or something like that, you know. Um, you know, for example, uh, let, let's say this. I give you something. Uh, I don't know. I, I'll give you like $200. You'll be more likely to uh, be willing to do something for me in the future. Yeah, because but, of that uh, act of kindness. I think, I think it's something like that. Uh, yeah. Hmm. So when you said that, one question that came to my mind was when you make this post, because on your post, I see like, you'll be like, what do you think about this? Or does have you tried this before or has have you tried this mistakes before those things that you're asking are those things literally going on your caption as a reference point as a keyword because i also learned about um alt text i don't know if you use it but alt text hashtags explore all this fun stuff you know when you do this how do you actually like measure that out for yourself Do you have a business account? Yeah. Okay, so how good a hashtag works, um, let's say you choose like 30 hashtags here, yeah. how good that hashtag performs 
like you know you see that on your um, thing on like your insight for every single post it, it tells you like how much uh, viewers are coming through hashtags and there are different platforms for example the one that I use is called Flick and basically what that shows is it shows what, what hashtags are performing compared to the others mm. and right now I have like four performing hashtags meaning that they actually rank on the on you know how you look at hashtags here it shows the recents and then it shows the um fuck what's the other one popular popular th- yeah it's, it's something like that yeah um so basically it means that it's it's ranked on the popular aspect so you want to use those hashtags continually you know but like with the other hashtags you have to still like it's a it's a phase of like trial and error to see if they're working on it or not so you use the popular hashtags because that's what you could probably be on it's like the for you page on tiktok right kind of but if you think about it that way doesn't your post get drowned in the millions if you use a hashtag it does get drowned in the millions so, so what you want to do is you want to um you want to categorize your hashtags into like uh high high medium small like extra small something like that so the, the high hashtags they're like one million to like five million and you should only use you, you you're ultimately using 30 hashtags um you want to use like two or three of the high hashtags in the millions and then you want to bring it down so a small hashtag would be like um 10,000 10,000 to 20,000 posts mm, that's know? a small one mm-hmm. um so what's medium better optimize any hashtags like mm. pick a particular hashtag go to that particular hashtag on instagram and see see that see the posts that are ranking that are popular how many likes do they have um, how many comments did I have? Does it match your account? Because if it does match, like the performance of your posts of your status, um, then you know you're more likely to rank on this. Okay. If that makes sense. That makes sense now. Alt text. Yes. Alt text. Alt text really depends because it's depending on what type of content you're putting out. For mine, even even if I do put, um, if even if I use alt text, it doesn't really make that big of a difference. Because like everything's written, and Instagram, they already what they do is they they analyze the, they analyze the uh, post, and then they you know put like you know write it down. Yeah. Write down what the person's about. Right. Know, in that sense. So you're writing like you're describing the post, but you're not really talking about it because it's, you're just giving it a metadata to receive. But if you don't do it, do you have any implications, or it doesn't really affect? your performance it, it doesn't really affect it okay no, because what instagram does is that they try to analyze it themselves and then put some data in there like it's for people that that can't see the but only here so like instagram already like you know they do that themselves it's like a community thing uh yeah mm. they did they, they do it themselves okay i was wondering i was like what is how do you how does this work suggest to you is like can you do lives on instagram because you do you could do like you know face chats like this but can you do lives i can do lives on instagram i just don't go live as often and i've been reading a lot of blogs about going live but i've not seen that impact not because i think it's because i've not been too consistent with lives per se because i use a platform called Streamyard um to go across facebook periscope and youtube on on live but for instagram i haven't done that 
and of course it doesn't have that integration feature because you know it's a mobile app and even the others are mobile apps but you know instagram is different in a way so going live has not been as as often i can't say i go live once a week that's not me probably once in two months that's so i don't know what do what do you think yeah um i mean lives are good like stories are good like posting every single day like every single like five hours eight hours ten hours twelve hours because what that does is like it ranks you on it brings you up at the top of like anyone's instagram page if you do have a story if you do have especially with lives like if you're live like you'll always be number one there Mm. you know um whereas if you're not using lives and if you're not using stories like people don't see you there and the algorithm is actually playing up lately because it doesn't show it shows your posts to only like 10% of your viewers meaning that only 10% of your viewers see your content and they interact with the content so this is mainly because like you know uh, Instagram has a competition with TikTok and basically what uh, Instagram is trying to do is um, push people towards using reels if you've heard of reels I've been using some reels yeah I've been using reels. I actually haven't used a reel in about two weeks now, but I've used it and I could see how I jumped. Like I get on Instagram. I don't get like a thousand views on my IGTV, but I can get that on my reels in a day. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, is it that my account is the problem or is it what I'm posting or what time I'm posting or how often I'm posting, you know? I don't want to just post 20 things and then now I'm just spamming everybody's Instagram, you know? It's true. No, so, yeah, Reel, Reels is like, Reels is the top thing now. So the algorithm actually favors Reels. So the more Reels you can post up, the more you can increase your reach. Mm. Yeah, compared to like, you know, um, like a post, like for example, what I do, just text, like that. It doesn't work. And same as IGTV uh, compared to like Reels. So this is gonna be like the way IGTV dropped and everybody was on it and then it landslide. You know, it made a big landslide. Now Reels is going up. Is it gonna do the same landslide or is it gonna use TikTok's algorithms to match up and stay consistent? Um I'm not actually sure. But what what they wanna do is that they they're trying to push out reels to an extent where it overtakes uh TikTok. And then I, I, I don't know. They might use the same format as like TikTok or whatever, but right now it's it's only on on Instagram. So you can't have like a separate app for Reels. Mm. If they do it, it would be. I think it, I don't know. It would be more likely. It would work out more. Because there's um, less be noise. Is that? Because yeah. there's less noise. Mm. Mm. I mean, I can but, see I can see where you're going with it. Mm, like connect your Instagram and then use Reels as something. Yeah, it's a good idea. For you too, this is something else I wanted to ask you. Do you use ads at all? Do you like run ads on your account? I can't. I, I currently, I can't use ads because if I use ads, it's going to... My account is really small, like 1,000. I recently hit it. And um, so basically, if, if I try to boost my posts and that's going to increase my followers and then my engagement's going to come down so the people that I 
it's it's not organic so, wait explain that more in terms of engagement and reach and followers because people like to like i run ads for accounts and they get followers but at the same time when you say engagement drops how does that play a role in your actual organic authentic field on your feed so i'll explain this to you like this your number of followers is is matched your number of followers is matched against like how much your engagement you receive on every single post if if you receive less engagement on your posts uh, compared to like your followers then the algorithm is going to push your post down but your followers is going to increase increase wait how it, it doesn't see as natural so it's like, like it's, it's like buying a follower it's like buying a follower right okay yeah so so basically like it, it sees as unnatural because at the same time it, even when you buy followers it's not good for the platform um, the algorithm detects it as something bad they're like what's what's happening here it's not natural um, so my main objective is organic growth so I might boost my posts once I reach like 50k because at the same time I want I want to grow exponentially but right now until I reach 50k I have to keep up my engagement so the number of followers and the numbers of um, the number of followers and the number of comments and likes they have to like match each other and they have to be consistent over time and then that would complement like you know that would complement my ranking with um, the algorithm so the algorithm with that will actually push my content more okay okay so the algorithm pushes your content more when you have a more authentic audience that is following you based on the posts that you make that they see yeah okay so basically the more engagement you get on your posts the more likes and saves the more it, like the more engagement you receive on your posts the more the algorithm will push it out because they see it as like you know something that people actually like you know but and if it receives it receives less engagement like you'll be like nah this is not good the viewers don't want to see something like this right ah I see I see okay that makes sense now. And then the number of followers you have, I know with Instagram, you can only follow as much as 7,500, which is terrible for your reach. But is there this ratio thing where, like you said, with engagement and, and likes, that if you have more people that you're following, you're less likely to be more impactful? or Rather than being like the celebrities who have like one follower, two or 100 like what does that really really play a role in is it ego is it algorithm or is it a mixture of both <laughs> i don't get that question Sorry, i mean i mean it's like it's like this like like you have 150 followers right sorry you have 150 people you're following so your engagement how does that work with your with your posts like if you let's say you want to follow 150 more people now and use this unfollow strategy you just talked about what's that going to do to your account in the long run saying like what we talked about before yeah so basically like how much people are following you compared to how much engagement you're receiving or are you saying how much people you're following how much people you're following because that part where you're following also plays a role so I don't know how impactful the number could be uh, it doesn't play a role. Oh. Um, it, no. It's mainly, um, 
I think with like how much you follow, how many people would f- you follow, um, is like a influ- it's like a direct influence f- to another human being. Like for example, if on your account, if I see that you're following um, 800 people and you have 4,000 followers, I would be more likely, I would be inclined to following you compared to if you had like 20 fo- followings compared to like 4,000. Oh. Even if, even if I follow you, um, even if I follow you and you have like 800 followers and you're following 800 people, yeah, um, there might be a chance of you following me back. But if you follow 20 people, then I'm like, nah, this guy's not going to follow me back. So why should I follow him back? <laughs> Something like that. That's a you true know? fact. That's how people think because they're like, what's my, <laughs> what's my vote? What's my, my, my like worth? You know, if I can't engage or know that this person's actually following me, you know, and there's that whole Instagram feel of, yeah, I don't want to like this person's post, you know, there's that ego thing. So I just like somebody's post. If it looks good, period. If I can see content I can consume fine, but there's, there are people that actually make it harder to like a post because they don't want the person to know that they like their post. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. That's the mentality that um, I have basically with like following people, yeah? So I would only follow people that I think would follow me back at the end of the day. Unless they're like some super like, you know, big account that I, I need to see their content every single day. For example, like Gary Vee. I don't follow Gary Vee, but like he's an example, you know? Yeah. That the person that I need to follow or that I would follow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gary Vee is one like, of the top, top, top guys. Yeah, man, he's one of the top guys, actually. Um, yeah, fuck. <laughs> that's crazy, and I think he he loves Australia a lot. Like that's where he he goes to a good number of times and holds conferences. So I've watched some of the conferences he's had over there. I don't know if you ever had a chance to go and you know attend or a live webinar, but the things he says and the things we do, especially using that dollar one dollar eighty strategy, it makes a lot of sense. So. For you now, in that, in terms of context and in terms of planning, and of course your brand, what is your strategy process so that you don't fall off the wagon on a bad day? My strategy with content. So basically, if I try to, if I try to make one piece of content every single day, it's going to put a lot of pressure on me because I'm consistently like stressed out every single day. If I because I know that I need to make this post. It doesn't give me like that free time, that extra leisure time. So what I do, my strategy with content is I sit down, let's say for example, like I was meant to be planning my content right now. (laughs) Um, So I'm planning my content. I'm going to be saying this is, last week there were were certain topics that worked for me. There were certain topics that got a lot of engagement. You know, people liked it and they were like, they wanted to see more of it or whatever. So then I'm, I'm going to repeat those posts and like tonight I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write the copy so what what's going to go into that post is it going to be like about shares how to get more shares if it's about how to get more shares then I write I, I write down everything that needs to go into that in one in like in one day and I make seven of those for a week if that makes sense so that's I pretty good. much pre-plan my content do you schedule them or do you manually post them I manage my post myself. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So have you tried scheduling and seeing the result or that's really not your process? Um, 
so, so my understanding of like you know scheduling your posts uh it's it's okay but like i don't know i the some of the big creators what they say i, I haven't tested out myself so one of the, some of the big creators what they say is um if you try to schedule your posts then it's bad for the algorithm because like the the process that goes into it is like automatic it's like it's seamless like what a robot would do instead hmm. of something that's human but there's also like other big creators who you know schedule their posts and it's working for them they have like 60,000 followers 70,000 followers so yeah it doesn't really matter yeah and there's something i also wanted to ask you about like your templates um do you create them from scratch do you make some for people you know like your clients give people like freebies on youtube like or do you just keep the content and make sure that this is my original piece uh, i've never made like a, like so we call them a carousel yeah yes i've never made it for someone else but what i do is that i have my own template and i have my own template like a specific one so i have like three four of like you know specific designs black um orange different colors of orange and basically i use them every single time um whenever i'm making a new post mm, yeah so i see you yeah. use your brand colors and then use them as solid colors to now implement your strategy for the carousel so that when someone sees it they can see a lot of black a lot of orange and maybe some white okay okay and when you and when you do it okay go ahead i was going to ask something but go ahead because there's something i want to ask um at the same time you want you want to keep everything consistent when you're niching down like you're making content for like a specific type of niche so anything that you do like your posts the colors the writing um the things that you're talking about like your personality on the on the posts so everything needs needs to be stay consistent so people know what to expect once they know what to expect they can like reply to it themselves have you heard of um uh the law of have you do you know Simon Sinek yeah i do have you seen his video on know your why yeah and the psychology part yeah. of branding too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so one of the diagrams what he shows is that the first part in order to like you know for your product to like work out yeah it needs to go over that curve and at the beginning you need to appeal to like a specific type of market and he gave a perfect example of apple in which whenever apple first came out he, the, the entire market would not accept it because no one has tried it out no one has tested it out so first need to try it the people on youtube who give more information to people about this this specific type of phone you know it needs to go over that type of chasm for it to like you know reach the mass market okay so what you want to do at the beginning that's why it's so important to like niche down and um you know be consistent with that niche because once once they support you then the other work the entire world will see that you're doing good so then they're like i want to know what he has mm. so then the entire world you know come across to your content and be like this is actually crazy so it's like so you want to do that yeah so it's building that brand presence and staying true to your brand and mm-hmm. giving that niche the best value of your content because that way it's like somebody else is going to see it someday and they'll be like oh okay you're dealing with 500 people how about we scale it to 5000 and collaborate so 
I, I see where that goes into play a, a big factor. And even with you, mostly like I see with your post that most of the content that you put out is it starts and ends on the carousel. Like you, I don't even have to go to your caption to get any more information. <laughs> so how do you leverage those two and base your image to text and copy and caption and, you know, all the messaging? How do you how do you balance that? Like how, how do I make it or where do I make it? No, like how do you make that? Like how do you separate your image to text and then your text to caption? I make it on Photoshop. Yeah. Um, oh, so like you—you you mean like having those single images, yeah? Right. I mean, I—I have—I have a carousel too. You know where it has the artboard and the two lines, where you can now you know export it as a GIF or a GIF. That's that's how I do it. So I don't know if there's a different way to do it. And then secondly, when you now post and say want to learn more, and then you're putting that on your face, and then the text is behind that image to text that you're creating the flow for are you going to say those same words in your caption or do you say something else to drive the call to action like that's what i was also going to ask how does the, those how do those two get together so that you're not repeating yourself okay um in the captions i try to give my own personal insight because in my carousel sometimes i might say things that um does not really reflect what i do but they're, they're the tips out there. But in the captions, I try to give my own um, my own personal insight of what to do or what not to do. And basically, like I follow a specific structure. At the beginning, I ask questions. I'm mainly related to the problem that um, the viewers might be having. It would like growth with optimization on Instagram. So I start off with the questions, some questions, and then I go down. And then I try to explain things in my own word about what the carousel is going to be. Yeah. Ah, I see. Do you, yeah, man. So, um, <laughs> it's not a hundred percent like okay. you know what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm, I'm I'm actually gonna make a post about how to write the perfect captions. So in like the next week, check it out. And it's hopefully it's helpful. You know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. How in in case people want to know how to even find you, how can they find you on social media? My Instagram. What's your Instagram? I know your Instagram, but they don't. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, it's Amadeus. Oh, is this live? This no, this is on. This is on record, so that when we're done with this, this is gonna go oh, okay. into the podcast. So when people listen, they're gonna be like, "Oh, okay, now we can find him." Because also, there's gonna be a blog feature for this, you know. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna talk about it and you know, put in, of course, some keywords and some main factors that actually brought this podcast to life so yeah yeah that's the rich text so, so that when someone finds you they'll be like oh okay he said where his name is and how it's spelled you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so my name is uh my, my tag is amadeus muhammadi that's a-m-a-d-u-s and then muhammadi you know how to spell muhammad there's a hundred muhammads in the world you know being dense <laughs> man I, I don't even know if you want to upload this because at the same time it's 1 a.m I'm tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yo, no, that's just for the viewers. Like, Yo, real, you know? this is the so, best yeah. podcast in the world. We don't play. 
Oh my god, this is 47 minutes in, and I thought you were drinking tea, only to realize you're you're on some some whiskey. <laughs> so it's um it's apple juice and Hennessy. Oh, cognac. Okay, it's Friday. I mean, it's Saturday for you, but it's a weekend, <laughs> so we got to do what we got to do. Crazy. Um, so basically, I'm, I'm I'm based in Melbourne, and um, we're in like stage four lockdowns, meaning the only places we can go out is like the shops. That's it. The shops or work. Besides that, you have to stay at home, and we have a curfew. So after seven p.m., you can't leave your house. If you do, the cops find you. The police find you. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Bro, I don't know. The whole world is going through a different thing. So now that you've even brought this up, I know this is not even a good time to talk about this topic because this is not the state you should be in to talk about COVID. But just in a hindsight, let people know like what is really happening in your city because everybody has their own thing going on. Here we have our own thing trying to fix it. You guys got yours and nobody on the news is trying to figure out other people's stuff. So how are you guys coping or how has it been since March? So basically the, um, every single other state in, in Australia, they're not in lockdown to the level, to the extent that Melbourne is in. So we're currently like in stage four. Um, where the only two places that we're allowed to go is during the day is during, this is during the day. So in the AM, um, it's, it's, it's to go to work and to, it's to go to work and to like you know go to the shops yeah besides that we have to be at home the whole time so basically i think i think majority of the population is like spending all their time at home now and mm. all my mates i'm meant to be working full-time and i'm a full-time student so i got laid off work at the beginning of march because like you know the tourism industry is, is down i work full-time at a uh, at a hotel yeah as mm-hmm. a guest service agent and basically, you know, my industry's down and I haven't been at work since like um, <clears throat> March. So basically, I would say like every single person, not every single person, but like majority of the people in Melbourne, they've they've been laid off work or they, there is no work. Yeah. But what the, what the government has in place, I don't know if Trump is doing this or like America is doing this, but like stimulus packages for the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're so getting even, people are getting that over here, too. So like even though you don't go to work, you still get like that income from the government, which is okay. But at the same time, like you know, a lot of people are unstable. Like they don't know how to be alone. They don't know how to spend time by themselves. You know, I feel like one of the one of the biggest powers. Um, I mean, are you religious? Yeah, I'm Christian. You're Christian. Yeah, I feel like what like. I come from a Muslim background, so my understanding of like you know being spending time alone and being by yourself kind of connects you to like um, I don't know, like a universal energy. So basically, like you know, it makes you closer to yourself. It this idea of like a belief, a higher power, it connects you to that, and like that that connection grows. But most people don't know, don't have a belief, like especially during these times. I feel like a lot of people waste their times doing unnecessary things for example like spending a lot of time on their phones and they have their, their belief system is not set in place for them to you know be alone and be happy be fulfilled yeah. whereas like I feel like Christians and Muslims um, like you know we have like this 
the significant power of like just even though we're alone um, like you know we we have an understanding of like you know what to do <laughs> that doesn't make sense no we that actually know what sense, to do though <laughs> i think it's it's that it's that inner voice speaking to you because people are afraid to do stuff because they don't know how to get themselves out of that comfort zone so it's not even the action that's a problem it's a thought process yeah man <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, man. How's America's crazy, man? How's America, bro? Out here, we we really, really trying. You know, um, people don't care at this point. That's that's if I'm being honest with you. Nobody. I mean, people wear their mask. People go out, but people are still partying. There are pool parties going on. People are still clubbing. Literally, my friend is playing basketball in the gym. <laughs> so. I'm in here like, oh, okay, let me be like everybody else and stay home. But I feel like it depends on really, really how much you want to be in that space. That's going to really affect how you're thinking. Because some people think this thing is not real. Some people have died. Some people have lost their family. This is real. This is actually real life. But you can't say that everybody's going through the same thing at the same time for the same reason and you're thinking that you're going to be one of the few that's going to be doing something different it's not possible so here everybody's doing what they want to do but i think the most important thing is that people are trying to stay sane because like you said people don't know how to build up by themselves like i just got my own apartment my own place this year after being in the u.s for a couple of years you know with a roommate so i had to go through that process and now that I'm alone, it's like, oh, I want to get a roommate again. No, <laughs> you know, you're growing, you're growing up. Now you want your girl to be in the house so that you can have a family to take care of. So it's that whole process mentality of, okay, how do I transition from being alone to being in a companionship to now being in a partnership? And people don't know how to take those levels seriously because before you even get into a deal with someone, you have to take care of yourself. You know, like if I don't take care of my music, if I don't take care of my art, my logo, when the time comes for an opportunity like the one that just did today, I wouldn't have been ready to sign up for the NBA 2K21 soundtrack. God knows if if I make it, bingo, that's cash. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still going to push. Even though I don't get it, okay, maybe that wasn't the time for me. But because I made that intention, then because I have faith and I put faith into it, then they can't say no if it's good, if that makes sense. Like, you, you can't look at this product and tell me it's bad when you can see all the gold in it or you can see all the glistle. Like, you will know that something has gone through a rigorous process. And if you don't know how to tell the difference, then I'm sorry, it's not for you. So, out here, we've been trying, we've been doing well. Um, we're not in phase four. We were, though, at some point, you know, we even had a curfew around 11 o'clock, nobody leaves. But now everybody's chilling. But at the same time, there's some people that you can't even be served if you don't have a mask on. So it's good. Like you can't be, you can't go to the bank or you can't go to the grocery store. They won't let you in if you don't have a mask on. And there's also some stores that have like a sensor, like a city's farmer market, where you can walk in and they actually scan your your temperature. So sometimes when you go there, when you walk in, I'm like, oh how. Am I, am I, do I have COVID? Do I not? You know, everybody's having this thing. Even the, the new iOS have just updated their, their iOS about COVID. So everybody's in that mental state. But I think 
the best part about COVID or the best part about being in the positive realm about this thing is that we are never going to have this time again to ourselves. Never. Next year, the Olympics is coming. There are going to be so many games running. There's so many businesses, events. Disney's going to reopen. So many things are going to happen that you'll be like, oh, man, I wish I had the time to spend doing this. It can't work. I was literally chilling. I was literally doing nothing. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'm just going to be vibing. You know, let me text this girl, this and that. It got to a point where I was like, nah, I can't keep doing this, bro. <laughs> this is not healthy. My money is going. My time is going. My energy is going. I'm not getting anything back. And most definitely, I'm not getting my time back. So I said, okay, let me reset. And once I reset, I started looking at life differently. My mom told me one time that she finished a book. And that's when I was like, oh, you finished a book during this pandemic? I bet I need to make some music. And I dropped two tracks. Now I have a, an EP dropping very soon. You know, I have about a seven track tape drop in. So, and this is the first place I'm announcing it if you got to hear this part. But, you know what I'm saying? I'll definitely keep you updated, bro, because I want to actually bring music out in a way that people can enjoy and listen. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a thing when you have music and it's another thing when you have music that people can resonate with. Do you want to hear the track? Let's go for it, bro. Let's go for it. All right. I'm going to play. Um, let me play Submarine because that's what everybody should be listening to right now before I drop some new music. It's called Submarine. So here we go. This is like, yeah, learning the vibe, yeah. Exactly. It's some group shit, right? <laughs> Thank you. That's just a little snippet, you know, about 50 seconds. So, yeah, that's that's what I just submitted. And I know that we are definitely going to link up sometime. And this has been an episode that I didn't expect to see what's coming. I've learned a lot from you. I followed you. I don't know if you followed back. I don't know what your follow strategy is because <laughs> we just talked about it. <laughs> but yeah, bro, this is good. I don't know if you have any closing remarks that you want to tell me that I probably missed out. Nah, man. Um, at, at the end of the day, all I can say is that I love your mindset because it's it's something similar to what I heard. Basically, you know, you saw this as an opportunity instead of seeing it as like what other people see it as, you know, like, you know, um, I'm going to spend more time, like, you know, watching movies, like, doing this, doing that, you know, you're like, fuck, man, I, I need to do some shit with my life, like, you know, to get it on the track, you know, the long term, I have to keep the long term view, you know, that's the thing that I love about your mindset, and um, the second thing, no matter what you're making right now, keep making it, because when you do make it, people are going to look back at it and be like, that, that shit's crazy, like, even though 
even though I don't see my carousels as something good, people in the future, when I do make it, they're going to look back and be like, yo, that was crazy, you know? Yeah, like that. that's true. Yeah. Man, all I can say is like, let's keep doing this. Let's, let's fucking grow, bro. Let's do this shit, bro. Let, we, we live, you know what I'm saying? We, we ready. I'm definitely down. If you got anything coming up, let me know. Let's keep in contact sure. because, bro, I, I really want to extend the sound, you know? I want people to know about what we got because we're the next generation and we need to set the tone for what's coming. 2030, we're not going to be here. We're going to be probably, you know, closing deals. So <laughs> we need to think about today and be like, okay, if this is what we got to face, how much time do we have to face it so that we can face the next thing in a better and bigger way? So that's always my mindset. Anything that negative comes my way, I'm always happy. I'm always cheerful. Somebody's dying. Okay, maybe the person has, you know, it's going to change the world for the better. I'm always going to think of something that's going to make me happy and not dwell in the moment. Because if I do, I'm going to just drown. And when you drown, what happens? You frown. You're just done for. Even even dentists say it's better to smile more than frown because your wrinkles are going to start popping by the time you're 60, 50, you know, 30. <laughs> so you just need to be careful and just do what you got to do. But welcome to the playroom. Thank you for being to the playroom. You've been an amazing host. We're at the top of the hour. And I definitely want to let you guys know that. Enjoy yourselves and take a shot. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I got mine. <laughs> All right, All right you fam. Day, man. You too, bro. Enjoy the rest of the day. You too. Stay blessed. Thank you. You guys heard it from Australia, from Melbourne. This has been a very long episode, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. You know, if you guys want to check out the video, you know where to find it. Check out the Play Store. And this is definitely going to be in the website, on the website, through the website. And um, you can check out playinc.online to actually see the video coverage. So we're going to keep things 100% authentic. <sighs> I've been your host, Flav Beats, and we don't play. We're about to go. Hooray. <laughs>